0: Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com
1: Your bite-sized daily roundup of the biggest news from the world of film. This is The Daily Reel with Van Conner. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Reel for June 1st to June 4th, 2021. This is our weekend omnibus edition for those who want a longer show with fewer episodes without missing any of the week's film industry and entertainment news. And an eventful week it was, with Moulin Rouge turning 20 this week, Morgan Freeman celebrating his 84th birthday, Clint Eastwood reaching 91 years old, and all of this going on. You may remember last week we reported on the news that John Cena had been forced to apologize to China following his mistake of calling Taiwan a country whilst repping F9 The Fast Saga. Well, it appears the one-two punch of that wrinkle and the film's poor reviews has seen the picture drop 85% in its second weekend. After a barnstorming first weekend in the Middle Kingdom, in which F9 took in $136 million, the flick dropped to just shy of $21 million in its second, for a total of $157. For reference, a 50% drop is about average. Now, China's certainly known for front-loading its box office reception, but current estimates see the ninth entry in the Fast and Furious series lagging behind both Furious 7 and The Fate of the Furious, which had each equally earned around $390 million by their respective second weekends. Whether or not, it's a trend that will continue in the UK when F9 hits cinemas on the 24th of June remains to be seen. So we're up against a master thief, assassin, high performance driver.
0: Who is he? Jacob is Dom's brother.
1: After several years of seemingly stabbing about in the dark with their laundry list of Marvel character rights, Sony Pictures Motion Picture Group President Sanford Panitch has confirmed that, quote, there actually is a plan. When recently discussing Sony's collection of Spider-Man character rights, Panitch told reporters, we don't really think of our 900 characters of the Spideyverse, we have a Marvel Universe. The volume of characters we have, you know, wait until you see this next Venom. You don't miss Spider-Man. Dubiousness of that statement aside, the executive did follow up with a telling remark about how, quote, exciting it would be if they did meet. As things stand, all signs point to Sony's cadre of villains, including Venom, Morbius, and the recently announced Kraven the Hunter, facing off against Tom Holland's Spider-Man sometime soon. The logistics of such a meeting, however, remain fuzzy, not least due to the fact that it still isn't known for certain if Sony's features are even taking place in the MCU. But as Panich put it, it's getting a little more clear for people where we're headed. And I think when Spider-Man No Way Home comes out, even more will be revealed. It's long been rumored that No Way Home, the supposed finale in Marvel's Will crack open the multiverse in a big way for Peter Parker, but we'll find out just how wide on December 17th. What are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm putting my hands up. You are making this look bad. In yet another example of the streamer's algorithm knowing its audience, Anna Kendrick has joined a true crime Netflix feature about a woman who chooses a serial killer on a dating show. The film will tell the real story of serial killer Rodney Alcala, a man estimated to have killed over 130 people, and who, in 1978, at the height of his crime spree no less, went on America's popular TV show The Dating Game. For UK-based listeners, that's the US equivalent of Blind Date. Anna Kendrick has signed on to play Cheryl Bradshaw, the contestant who chose Alcala. The two never actually went on their planned date, as Bradshaw found herself unnerved after meeting him properly. Alcala somehow managed to get on the show, despite having already been convicted of the attempted murder of a 12-year-old girl. He's now currently awaiting the death sentence in a California state prison. To be directed by Chloe Akuno from a script by Ian McAllister, the feature Rodney and Cheryl is currently awaiting a production schedule.
0: A bachelor number one. I am serving you for dinner. Oh... What are
1: you called and what do you look like? I'm called the banana and I look really good. Uh, Can you be a little more descriptive? Peel me. Grammy Award-winning pop star Taylor Swift has joined David O. Russell's currently untitled Next Picture. Swift has signed on to join an absolutely jam-packed cast list that already includes Deep Breath Now, Margot Robbie, Rami Malek, Christian Bale, Zoe Saldana, John David Washington, Robert De Niro, Anya Taylor-Joy, Michael Shannon, Andrea Riseborough, Chris Rock, Mike Myers and Timothy Oliphant. The film's plot is currently a total mystery, but leaked set photos have suggested that the picture will be a noir period dramedy, following a doctor and a lawyer in the 1940s who find themselves caught up in the high-stakes world of organized crime. Taylor Swift last acted on the big screen in Tom Hooper's memorably woeful adaptation of the stage musical Cats, in which she played Bombal Arena. No release date's currently been set for David O. Russell's Next, presently rumoured to be titled Canterbury Glass. The production, currently underway in Los Angeles, is expected to be complete by the end of this month.
0: Macavity. He's a mystery cat. He's called the Hidden Paul, for he's the master criminal. Who
1: can the, law. the heroes in a half shell are set for their return, as Seth Rogen's forthcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie now has a release date. Rogen will produce the flick, which will issue live action in favour of complete CG animation, and is confirmed to be unconnected to the Michael Bay-produced feature in 2014 and its subsequent 2016 sequel, Out of the Shadows. The stoner icon shared the news on social media with a hand-drawn note apparently written by the Turtles' katana-wielding leader, Leonardo, with scribblings about honour, loyalty, mutations and chemical formulas alongside a message reminding himself to apologise to April, in reference to the Turtles' reporter ally, April O'Neil. Bad Neighbours scribe Brendan O'Brien is currently writing the screenplay for this new take on the franchise, while the Mitchells vs. the Machines' Jeff Rowe will direct ahead of an 11th of August release 2023.
0: Think this is the guy working with Shredder? Could be. Wait for my signal to. Experience. Nah, I got this.
1: Nearly three decades after she burst onto the scene in the high school comedy *Clueless*, Alicia Silverstone will return to the genre in Netflix's senior year. Silverstone joins Rebel Wilson, Justin Hartley, and Chris Parnell in a film which will see Wilson playing a cheerleader who wakes up after a 20-year coma and plots to return to high school in an effort to regain her popular status and claim the prom queen crown she feels she deserves. Former Batgirl Silverstone has somewhat drifted out of the mainstream since her heyday in the 90s, but has become a prominent fixture amongst Netflix originals in recent years, most recently appearing in the streamer's 2020 reboot of The Babysitter's Club. Alex Hardcastle, best known for his work helming episodes of Parks and Recreation and the US version of The Office, will make his feature debut directing the movie, adapting a script from Brandon Scott Jones, who himself built off a draft by Andrew Nauer and Arthur Pielli, Though no release date for Senior Year has been finalised as yet, Elisa Silverstone, meanwhile, can next be heard in Kevin Smith's He-Man revival, Masters of the Universe: Revelation, due out on the 23rd of July this year. I don't know why Dion's going out with a high school boy. They're like dogs. You have to clean
0: them and feed them, and they're just like these nervous creatures that jump and slobber all over you. Ew, get off of me!
1: Lovecraft County star Jonathan Majors has reportedly joined the cast of Creed 3 as the eponymous boxer's latest opponent. Beyond being an antagonist towards Michael B. Jordan's Adonis Creed, little's known of the role Majors will be taking on though he'll be joining a cast that also includes a returning Tessa Thompson and Felicia Richard. The movie will also be Jordan's directorial debut adapting a screenplay penned by Zach Balin and Keenan Coogler and based on an outline by Black Panther director and franchise starter Ryan Coogler. Majors Slate has been filling up fast lately, with the actor also gearing up for a starring role as the villainous Kang the Conqueror in the forthcoming Marvel sequel Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. He can next be seen, though, in direct to James Samuel's Netflix western The Harder They Fall, out later this year. Meanwhile, MGM Studios, recently purchased by mega corporation Amazon, have announced that Creed 3 will hit cinemas on the 23rd of November next year. Remind me why the White House is white?
0: War of 1812. British soldiers put the executive branch to torch. Then later, when the slaves rebuilt it, they had to paint the walls white to cover up the burn marks.
1: Speaking of MGM, a writer for the storied studio's biggest franchises openly criticised their sale to Amazon. Oscar nominee John Logan, who penned two James Bond flicks, 2012's Skyfall and 2015's Spectre, has expressed concerns for the future of the super spy. In an op-ed he wrote for the New York Times, Logan spoke of a chill that went through him as he heard the news, calling Amazon, quote, a global technology company, not necessarily a champion of artistic creativity. Continuing on, the gladiator scribe explained that he feared the corporation demanding a voice in the creative process, asking, what happens to the comradeship and quality control if there's an Amazonian overlord with analytics passing every decision? What happens when a focus group reports they don't like Bond drinking martinis or killing quite so many people? And that English accent's a bit alienating, so could we have more Americans in the story for marketability? It's important to note that longtime Bond producers Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson still own 50% of the rights to the series, and that Amazon has assured fans that they intend to, quote, keep out of the way, as it were. However, for Logan, this apparently wasn't enough assurance. As he put to the company, please let 007 drink his martinis in peace. The long-delayed final entry to star Daniel Craig's time in the iconic tuxedo, No Time to Die, is currently slated for release on the 30th of September.
0: I see you left this final question blank. What is your occupation?
1: Well, that's not the sort of thing that looks good on a form.
0: And why is that? I kill
1: people. Get ready to Ragnarok on once again as the god of thunder himself, Chris Hemsworth, has announced that filming on Thor Love and Thunder has wrapped. To commemorate the news, the Australian actor posted an image to social media, looking impossibly swole for the record, and stood beside the film's Oscar winning director, Taika Waititi, clearly wearing costuming and mocap equipment to portray his popular CG character, Korg. In the post, Hemsworth promised the film is going to be bat-crazy, off-the-wall funny, and might also pull a heartstring or two. Thank you to all the cast and crew who made this another incredible Marvel journey. Buckle in, get ready, and see you in cinemas. The Odinson's scheduled to return on the 6th of May next year in a cast that also includes Natalie Portman, Christian Bale, and Tessa Thompson. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Korg. I'm kind of like the leader in here. I'm made of rocks, as you can see, but don't let that intimidate you. You don't need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. Just a little rock paper a joke for you. Girls Trip actress and comedian Tiffany Haddish is set to portray the fastest woman in the world in a biopic about track and field star Florence Griffith Joyner. The world record breaker, known to her fans as Flo-Jo, made headlines around the world for her incredible performance at the 1998 Olympic Games in Nagano and for her boisterous, sparkling personality and style. She tragically died later that year as a result of an epileptic seizure at just 38 years old. In a statement. Haddish said of the currently untitled feature, I am looking forward to telling Flojo's story the way it should be told. My goal with this film is making sure that younger generations know my Shiro, Flojo, existed. Haddish recently entered athletics training for the role, working with Joyner's former coach and husband, Al Joyner. The actress who also produced the film has also announced plans to supplement the picture with a new documentary series and podcast. Tiffany Haddish can next be seen in Paul Schrader's crime drama, The Card Counter, alongside Oscar Isaac, Willem Dafoe, Ty Sheridan, Shia LaBeouf, out on the 10th of September, while no release date for the Flojo biopic's been set as yet.
0: Oh, you you did the black voice thing with him? It's not a black voice. In actuality, not a black voice. No, you do a black voice. You don't remember when you was in that meeting you was like, we gonna get it lit up in here. This meeting lit. It was very lit. You did it at the staff meeting when you were like, I keep it 100. When have I never kept it 100?
1: Mark Strong has admitted that he flubbed an audition to play a James Bond villain due to a killer hangover. Evidently, during Pierce Brosnan's tenure as the world's foremost super spy, Strong was up for a role as one of the main antagonists, though which character exactly was something he left out when speaking to Sky One's There's Something About Movies. As Strong said, I learned the lines, and to celebrate, I went out for a drink, and I got they overdid it, and the next day I was severely hungover. Not to be deterred, the London-born thespian dragged himself to the audition regardless, and it went less than ideally. I started, then I just forgot my lines, and just kind of fell apart, the Kingsman actor explained. I was sweating, it was a terrible experience. But the best part, according to Strong, the guy I was out the night before getting with was Daniel Craig. Mark Strong can currently be seen in Cruella, out now on Disney+. Daniel Craig, now James Bond himself of course, will return meanwhile for the final time as 007 in No Time To Die. Due out September the 30th. Eggsy, well done for spotting that, that was a two-way mirror. I've probably seen enough of them. Yeah, you can all wipe those smirks off your faces. Because as far as I'm concerned, every single one of you has failed. And finally, British actor John Boyega has suddenly departed his role in Jeremy Saulnier's forthcoming Netflix movie due to family reasons. Boyega was due to star in Rebel Ridge, a feature set to explore systemic American injustice, but has been forced to suddenly pull out after a month of production. In a statement, a spokesperson for the streamer said, Rebel Ridge is pausing temporarily as we look to recast John Boyega. We remain committed to Jeremy Saulnier's extraordinary film and look forward to resuming production. According to sources close to the project, a replacement will join the cast in the next few days. Boyega, meanwhile, can next be seen in another Netflix feature, They Clone Tyrone, opposite Jamie Foxx, which will hit streaming later this year. You won't kick my ass. I'm a black belt in karate, I whoop that ass. Besides, even if you did win, those 10 guys over there will be on you, and behind them is 10,000. Are you smart? Go home. New releases you can see in UK cinemas this weekend include the long-delayed horror sequel A Quiet Place Part 2 and London Film Festival hit After Love. There's Ahead of the Curve and Gunda, Robin Wright's directorial debut Land, The Killing of Two Lovers, Lupin 3 the First and the feel-good true story Dream Horse. On digital you can pick up the Dylan O'Brien thriller Flashback and fresh on the DVD and Blu-ray aisle a Chaos Walking, Sound of Metal and the David Bowie biopic Stardust. That was the Weekly Reel for June 1st to June 4th, 2021. Have a great weekend, stay safe, keep it cinematic, and we'll be back in the ticket booth come Monday.
0: Make a difference. We handcraft
1: our gins with only the finest botanicals and use our profits to support charities and initiatives that provide relief to struggling hospitality workers. Visit hospitalitygin.co.uk to find out more. Hospitality Gin. Drink great gin.
0: Make a difference.
1: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long